Welcome to show 97 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today, we are chatting with Nikki from Nikki's Knickers. Welcome back to your destination for cloth diaper podcasting. That's right. I think I'm the only one. Maybe other podcasts talk about cloth diapers, but nobody does it for 97 shows over four years. That's right. Welcome to show 97 of the cloth diaper podcast with your host, Bailey. That's me. I am a mom of two living in Northern British Columbia. Technically, I am trained in public relations. I have a degree in environmental studies and I don't know. I... I'm doing this cloth diaper advocacy work. <laughs> We're working on the association. We're working on social media management clients. We kind of just do whatever the wind flies our way and we're okay with it. We are absolutely okay with it. I am really excited for today's show. I'm always excited for shows, but this is a recommendation from Katie Hare. So Katie from For the Love of Fluff, she is one of our listeners and she always has the best recommendations for me of people I should reach out to and talk to. One of the ways that I find guests is I wait for people to email me and then we chat or people email me and tell me I should get in contact with someone. This past year, I have had a ton of requests to be on the show, which is why we have been releasing shows weekly. And because of that, I haven't really been doing any outreach myself. So if you know of somebody who is probably too shy to reach out to me or connect with me, please, please do let them know. Please let me know. And I will try to make it a priority. I want to make sure we hear all these voices and I'm doing the best I can. I really am. Anyways, uh, the Cloth Ever Podcast is brought to you by my book, uh, the book Cloth Diapers, The Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Resources and More. That's not even the title of it. Is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you can find books. And it's my primary revenue source that helps support this podcast and the work that I do. So if you are interested about learning about cloth diapers, go check it out. It's a simple read. It's slowly becoming outdated, but follow me online and I will make sure that you get up to date. The only thing that's like really outdated right now is my wash routine instructions are a little gentle for when it comes to wool, but you can also listen to Bumby Wool podcast to learn more about that. I should stop rambling and we really should get into the meat of the matter, which is the interview with Nikki's Knickers. That's why you're here. What What is Nikki's Knickers? Where did your brand start? Where does your cloth diaper journey start? Um, It starts about eight years ago. Um, I, My husband and I decided we wanted to have another, well, a child together because we don't have any children together. And so I went and got my tubes untied to try and have a baby. And I thought, oh, we're going to cloth diaper this one. So I started pricing cloth diapers and went, I can make these. This can be so easy. I can just make them. And then months went by and I didn't conceive. So I just kept making them and went, I can start (laughs) selling these. Like, so easy. I'll just start this business. I'll start selling cloth diapers. It'll be so it'll be just the easiest thing. Here I go head first into cloth diapers, make making them, buying all the materials, researching all of this and got into cloth diaper groups. And, you know, I really thought that I was just going to make these diapers, put them for sale and people were going to buy them just like candy. It didn't quite work out that way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but where eight years ago, like, why did you, like, how did you learn about cloth diapers? 
on the internet just researched them and then right about then is when of all things babyville came out with their patterns at joanne's fabrics and so they had um a pattern book that had the patterns and you could cut them out and make them and then they had ideas for the absorbent material and you know they had like whole packages so you could buy the pol with snaps and you know all of that so i was like i'm this is what i'm gonna do you know and didn't i had i had cloth diapered my oldest child She's 29 now, so that tells you how long ago this was. <laughs> and I'm 31, was, so yes. <laughs> it was the um, Gerber flats and prefolds with the rubber pants and the diaper pants. Yeah, That's my mom talks about. Did. And it didn't last very long before I just went to disposables because there was no the modern cloth diapers, what they have nowadays those weren't a thing or at least i didn't know about it because we didn't have internet too much back then either <laughs> no <laughs> so, so eight years ago you were making babyville modern cloth diapers then with the yes. props. yeah and like the inserts were horrible they weren't absorbent because i didn't know about all the other new bangled stuff and then i started getting in cloth diaper groups and started learning and then i really liked just head over heels fell into cloth diapers and researched. And every time somebody like typed in a question about absorbency or what they, you know, what to use for overnight or whatever, I would read every comment there was <laughs> and research as much as I could. And then um, the cloth diaper thing wasn't going so well. So I started making kids clothing and that did really well. And then I thought, well, I'll start getting back into cloth diapers. And that was about three, a little over three years ago when flats started coming out and then the tie-dyed flats started coming out. And um, that's, I started doing that. So and kind of had a little bit of a roller coaster ride with, it, with what it, your business and where you, you've come today. Yeah, yeah. And then I... Like I said, I researched every possible thing. I watched your like <laughs> videos when you did absorbency oh. tests and you talked about your hemp and the bamboo. And I watched Jay's and I and so watched... much more from that. Yes, yeah, there's exactly. so much. Mm-hmm. So what do you sell today? I have kind of honed it down now and I have a bamboo hemp blend that I have custom milled. Um yeah, so I have it milled to 320 GSM and I um like did like I said I researched and just became I ate, slept and breathed cloth diapers. That's it. Wow, and you're like, that's and, textiles. You're living and breathing textiles. Yes. And yeah. then I realized when um my company started kind of blowing up and people wanted to know about my absorbency of your fabrics and and whatnot. And I realized there's only a couple places in North America to buy the material wholesale to make flaps. Kindrel and Nature's Fabric are the two that are the main two. And I was like, well, everybody's all the whams and the companies are all buying the same textiles. So all of our fabrics are all the same absorbency. 
the same quality, everything. And so I was able, because I was growing so well, I was able to do the research and find a mill in China that's a smaller company and they do it in small batches and make it specifically for me. I was uh, like, I was going to ask you what your, your background is to even have thought to custom mill your own fabric. One does not just casually drop that. <laughs> a lot research. of research. I really, like I said, and I wanted high quality. I wanted high absorbency. I wanted, you know, and to have that little bit that may, sets me just a little bit further apart, you know? Yeah. And, and then, like a good quality textile sets. No wonder why, now I'm understanding why Katie sent me your way. Because Katie has a beautiful taste for textiles. She also sent life my way. So um, seeing these stories now of custom milling a bamboo hemp blend, was that a lot of trial and error? Is it, it wasn't. Like, too bad my okay. new wool blend that's coming out um oh, probably by the wool. time that by the time you have by the time this airs hopefully it will be in production by then um this one has taken me over a year of development to get to this it's a um 86 i gotta remember the numbers here 86 um bamboo nine 86 bamboo nine percent merino wool and then five percent spandex and it's a three a 340 gsm and it dies amazing here's like some it's beautiful is that one layer it's two I know people that were listening to a podcast yeah. I'm not going to know, but I'm like, anyways, um, I need to learn more about textiles because that sounds brutal. That something one, I'm learning, chatting with Stephanie and chatting with Blythe and chatting with Dawn is there's so much absorbency power in wool that we haven't been using or we haven't been taking advantage of as an industry. So to see, oh, I cannot wait, Nikki. Yeah, this one was, like I said, it's taken me almost a year of development, like, finding a mill that even made wool and then writing them, the communicating, telling them what I wanted, sending them a sample of something close to it, but I don't really, you know, like this is the makeup. So they deconstructed it and then said, yes, we can make it. They had to import the wool and the bamboo to make the yarn specifically for me. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge ordeal. And wow. so they made the the yarn specifically and then uh, made me samples. I got like 20 meters sent to me that I could like, you know, test. Figure out what, yeah. And then I sent that out. Katie has a sample of it and I've sent it out to some other testers. I've made some overnight fitted with it so it has two layers of that wool with a 500 gsm bamboo hemp fleece in the middle and then a petal soakers that have those same layers with a oh, little booster beautiful. that snaps in and the testing so far has been phenomenal i mean what about, like what about like wash and dry um like these are heavy 
heavy products, it sounds like, right? Like it's a dense weave. Yeah, nobody seems to be saying it takes a mass amount to dry it. It's easy care. It's washing hot, dry on hot. You don't have to baby it like you do normally, you know, with a wool product. I am absolutely over the moon with how well they did with making this for me. (laughs) I think this is like, it, it speaks to another level of this industry that we, a lot as a consumer, don't even aren't even aware of is the amount of work that goes into sourcing the very rawest of the materials for a brand Um, and a lot of times you guys are custom making it um so to hear you work a mom making it is that is a huge project wow i know uh bigger brands that custom make their own textiles that they're bringing into their insert wow sounds beautiful i cannot wait i will have to watch the stock for your talking i want to see it i've been waiting and waiting with the all the uh supply chain issues right now it's stuck so it finally left china it's been in seattle because i live in oregon on the coast so it's been in seattle and portland area for like a couple of weeks now it's off the boat finally oh Um, I'm still waiting from the call from the trucking to say, hey, it's on its way. So um, I think I'm probably going to cry happy tears when it actually shows up because, like I said, it's been a year of, you know, development and, you know. Yeah, supply chain right now is huge challenges everywhere. So you were talking about an overnight fitted, but what I saw on your website is that you you make an e-flat? You call yes. it an E flat. What is an E flat? Why is why is that part of what you do? It, it looks the E flat to me looks like you've taken um you've modified a juice box flat to be better. Um, I had a juice box. I used to carry the juice box, and it just wasn't absorbent. People were like not yeah, impressed with it. It thing. was, yeah. and I was just like, this isn't gonna work. And so I had some friends, you know, that were cloth diapering and I kind of found some ideas off of them. And I also then again, because I'm one of those researcher type people. So I just started looking at, you know, all the different pre-flat ideas um, and looked at different patterns and um, read what other people in comments would say and all the cloth diaper groups. I had some moms that I talked to. The main thing was they wanted absorbent, but they also wanted it to dry quickly because once you start adding layers and layers and layers, they don't like to dry. No. And so the E-flat, I sat one afternoon and just started drawing and I kind of like extended a pre-flat to where it's wider so then as you fold it in you get those layers but it'll dry easy because it's only two layers of fabric but you can fold it in to customize it and you've got a little bit of a longer waist tab as well like yeah kind of in their own you can thank Jacqueline from Jay's (laughs) Nest for that one because she was one of the um people that helped me design it and she likes to tuck her wings. And so she wanted those wing tabs to be a little bit longer so she could tuck them instead okay. of. And so, so I you don't have to rely on a, on a snappy or pins or that. Because yeah. she was a, she liked to tuck hers. 
So I don't like having to find a I don't like having to find a snappy. And I I find that anything with prongs, even though brands will say they're gentle, I find they're not. Mm-hmm. That eventually you still get a hole. And I don't Yeah. Yeah. So um so that's where the E flat came from was I extended the weight, you know, the the waist wings and then extended the middle part. And then my testers started playing with it. it. There are amazingly so many different folds on that E-flat. Like they found folds I didn't even think to try because they use flats every day. So they were used to doing all these different folds. And in my chat group, there's, you know, some of my girls have helped like make videos and showing how you can customize it to put it in the, you know, absorbency in the front for front wetters in the middle for middle wetters and and everything in between i was absolutely amazed when they started showing me videos of what they're doing i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even know it did all that i collect a lot of really great products but i don't have babies and diapers either and so i i mean i use it how i think i need to but man if i was using it every day you definitely would get really savvy you before we started you mentioned that you had fostered to adopt some new babies in your life did you get to cross diaper them did you get to use your products with them i did actually when my youngest was a baby we got him when he was five months old about uh, he was probably about a year old probably when i started actually working on the e-flat pattern and and stuff so he didn't get to wear it very long but i did okay. get to try it on him um and then my daughter was two, so she was almost potty trained. So I didn't get to use them on her, but he did. He got to use, he probably got to use probably the first E flat before it started going out to the testers and whatnot. Um, so he did get to use it. Um, okay. <laughs> a little bit. Cool. Have you had any big challenges during this career that you like feel like you've really won and overcome and make you feel excited? Um, I think mine was, (laughs) I think my biggest one was being able to, um, finally be able to get my own fabrics milled to set myself apart. Like that's my biggest thing I'm the most proud of is that I was able to do that because the, the minimum orders for those is, is huge like you can't just order 20 yards of something or even 50 yards of something you're in you know so do you have a separate building for that that you're going to store in (laughs) um yeah we have a big shop and we store it in there but it it's been amazing to go from barely being able to afford to buy a 10 yard piece of fabric to then when I got the 50 yard it was like wow look at this huge roll of fabric to having to buy a trailer driving four hours to go to the port to pick it up to bring it home like I think that's been my biggest thing is I'm most proud of is the fact that I've been able to grow to that level and be able to offer and that is offer them at a at a reasonable price you know, because I'm buying it in bulk, I'm able to get it at a good price to be able to keep my prices down. So then more people can afford it. I um, I had the pleasure of uh, visiting Heather at Lillian Frank's little workshop in her house. And uh, for you guys listening, you the size of a bolt that, that uh, work at home moms are bringing in when you're producing at a scale 
is massive. I was blown away by how large and wide they were. That just fills up her her garage back with them when her order comes in. But these milled fleeces, these milled cottons, they just it's a lot. It's a lot of fabric. I never, I've never seen a bolt that big. It's nothing like you see at Fabricland. They're massive. This is just like yeah, you talked about purchasing a trailer to bring them in. Yeah, they're um they're the kind of fabric that the UPS man is not a huge fan of. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure when they show up with because I had this one just shipped to my house, the wool's just coming straight to my house. And I'm sure the delivery guy is not gonna be very happy. <laughs> probably be on a pallet, right? Like <laughs> I'm hoping, but we'll have to see. But I mean, I do all of mine. I took over our dining room in our house and that is my that's where I work, you know, and then the fabrics are out. Yeah, I mean, I have this tiny little area that I work in. Um, and yeah, I'm the only one. I do all of it myself. I do all the sewing. I do all the dyeing. Well, my husband helps me with the dyeing. Um, so where we've got a system down there. Um, and then I'm the one that does all the cutting, all the sewing, all the... Uh, You're all a one-woman operation here. I so am. What are you, like, you've just, you're bringing in this beautiful new blend. You're milling your own bamboo hemp as well. What is, like, where do you want Nikki's Snickers to go in the next five years? What's your dream? Do you have one? Yes. <laughs> we have a plan. We might be moving 3,000 miles across the country to a, oh, come on, don't leave me on the West Coast <laughs> for the best. <laughs> but to a little town in Kentucky. And... I am hoping to build this into uh, my dream is to hire people who are kind of in the same situation I've been in my life where you're a single stay at home mom, you've got kids, you're trying to find a job. Nobody wants to hire you because you have kids and they know that you're going to miss work and that and also not being able to find daycare for your children. Has my daughter been home from school for eight days now? Yes. Yeah. And has it been hard? Yes. So my dream is to have Nikki's Snickers open up and have its own daycare facility attached to the job that is part of your oh, work. dream bag. I do. Yes. But I think I can. Yes, I love this big dream. I It's, it's accomplishable, especially where we're going. Um, one of my reps has become a really good friend of mine. She lives there. She's connected with some of the community members there. So we're going to make this go. And we also want to have a diaper bank available, but then take it one step further. Because a lot of people who get cloth diapers from the banks are a lot. Here you go. Here's this big box of diapers. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And some don't have access to laundry facilities. Or even if they do, they're going to make a choice between whether or not they can buy that milk or that bread or go to the laundromat and pay to wash their diapers. So we want to take it one step further and actually have a diaper service attached to that. So here's your diapers. But then oh, you know, I got people to connect you with. <laughs> I, got, I don't know if you know people, but I have a few people who have these dreams too. That I should. So, I but yeah, so we're going to make a route and make it available like once a week, pick up your diapers, you get enough, you get more diapers, um, that kind of thing. 
Um, that is a beautiful dream. It is a huge, huge and such an important one. Do you have do you have family? If you think about moving, is your kids all though based in Oregon? Um, Could you do it? Yeah. So my older kids are all very much grown and out of the house. I have one in Alaska. I have one that lives in Portland, Oregon, but she travels all over. She's got back from Belize. Oh, they're busy. busy. My son, he has two children of his own. He has, he's doing amazing. So they're grown. They're on their own. You know, there's plane tickets I can send them to come visit, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. never know where people are at with their relationships with their family. It sounds like it would be so incredible. And I have talked to you in this beginning and I wish with all my might that we can get you there. And I cannot wait to follow up with you in five years. I think we can do it. I really do. I have some other people that are willing to help me um, so we can get all all our, you know, T's crossed it, I's dotted. And, you know, um, it might start in a little town in Kentucky, but I think it'll go a little further than that. Yes. And what I love most about these I dreams is that I hope that somebody else listening feels inspired and can replicate it wherever they are, because we can never have too many daycare based businesses or too many sewers. And I know that you are needing to run off to go to the playground with your children who think, oh, goodness, mom is doing something. I cannot possibly wait any longer. Where can we find you, Nikki? Where can we learn about you? Where can we can buy your products to support your vision? And uh... you can find me at nikki'snickers.com, which is my website. We I also have Instagram, which is Nikki's Knickers twelve twenty two. Um, we also have Nikki's Knickers chat in on Facebook. We will have to circle back and chat with Nikki in a couple of years about where she's gone, what has happened, and this adventure that she is planning. I can't wait to try out her wool blend, and I look forward to being able to, or actually by the time the show has come out, I should have ordered it already. That was Nikki's Knickers. She's a cottage industry, a work-at-home mom, maker for the E-flat cloth diaper. Next week, we are going to be talking to Tamika at Potty Schmotty. So if you are curious about that potty learning process, that is going to be the episode for you. Uh, Until next time, I'll see you online. Be sure to find the Cloth Diaper Podcast wherever you want. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and the YouTube.